What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend, a debrief, an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Uh, joining me in the host spotlight, we, we let just about anybody do this, uh, Ben Sanford. Ben, how you doing, my friend? Good, man. How Good. are you? Good. So I have a you, dream. You held it together. Would you like to know what my dream is? <laughs> I want to be on this podcast with your dad more than with you. And it's so annoying that That's, that hasn't been the case yet. I mean, you do. We've done this so, once before, but, haven't we? Uh, we have. For but, the uh, record, you changed the schedule. I was true. on a couple That's weeks. That's true earlier yeah. so it's your fault really. I, off camera i am fond of you that is true but, but on camera absolutely <laughs> not, not. At all. uh you've heard him already he's back with us tim sanford tim how you doing my friend i am doing well too good very good yes, thank you. Uh, a pair of sanfords does beat a three of a kind last i checked oh uh, thank you both for being here with how me how long did you think uh, that i uh, uh this morning he woke up this morning <laughs> at, at 9 a.m and was like texted you huh? i gotta have a joke i woke up and I, I was like i think it's sanford week i remember our google drive there's one there's one week where it's two sanfords and me so anyway here we are but yeah boys let's jump into uh sunday in review and discuss what uh, FBC has been doing this weekend. Ben, I'm going to come your way first. Uh, what do you think about what old Daddy O had to say? Acts chapter one. He has to talk nice, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> I do on camera. Yeah, because <laughs> Christmas is coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Holiday season. Better watch it. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you think, Ben? Huh? What did I think? <laughs> um, man, I got to be careful. Were you working the booth this weekend? I was. I was. Uh, yeah, okay. in the booth in FSAT and then down in F3 oh, okay. as well. Nice. Uh, yeah, I I felt um, like it was like it was timely, at least for my own personal life, to to mm. wrestle with some of those concepts. Specifically, you're you know you're talking through um, Matthias and Bar. I I always want to say Barnabas, but Barsabbas, Barsabbas right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and just their you think you think through their situations and mm-hmm. um, you know where the, where the Lord had them, and I mean who knows how they felt about it. But there's an admonition there to, hey, the Lord's going to do what He's going to do, which gives us the chance yeah. to be um, okay with that and partner with Him in it. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, you know, just just different stages of life that we're in right now that's a that's a pretty on the nose thing i think for us we've alluded to it over the over the last several weeks there's there are going to be a lot of names coming up in this book god's going to participate through a lot of people and so i i personally appreciated the whole you know god's use of a life kind of thing and and making sure we don't just take it as as historical narrative or or like a neat that must have been cool but implicating ourselves in in the you know, this being the beginning of the church and God's plan, and now we're participants in that as well. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I was actually thinking of you two guys, and um, well, good or from, bad, from good from <laughs> oh. this perspective. Like, so I remember obviously being your age; it's not mm-hmm. too far away that I can't remember <laughs> it. Yeah, it was like six years ago, six seven years ago. It's it's out there, but I still yeah. my memory is still clear enough uh-huh, on uh-huh. this thing. But um. I was just thinking of the difference between us as far as what age does for you, right? So I'm yeah. now at an age where you could say a lot of uh, life is behind me, and um, I'm looking at that, and there are things that I can see in the past that I would say, well, that didn't go the way that I had hoped. You know, that that wasn't what I wanted. Um, but I'm also sitting in a place where I'm 
thrilled with how the Lord is using me. I'm not discontent or that kind of a thing. So I realized my angle might be a little a little different with that. But I remember being your guys' age and thinking of certain things that I wanted for God to use me in. Hmm. Places he wanted to insert yeah. me. No, where I wanted to be inserted. Sure. Right? Yeah. And... Uh, and some of that, I would say, uh, came to fruition, and some of that didn't. And there's, you know, the struggles as you go through that, and the learning struggle of that, of coming to that place of what we had talked about there on that one slide of like a heart that's at rest, right? Because you, the heart that trusts Him, the heart that knows Him, is going to be the heart that's at rest. And the reality was, is that there were. I can look backwards now on some things when I was your guys's age that I would say I was not at rest. That would not be the characterization of that time of my life. Hmm. But the truth of the matter was um, those two things of, of trusting him and knowing him uh, really needed to be uh, developed and grown, right? Uh, I, would, I would have said back then that I knew him, but the reality of it now looking back on those days and maybe maybe where I'm at today, I would feel like, what I knew was maybe more of him or about him, mm. but not necessarily knowing him in the sense of, you know how it is you go through life and uh, maybe there's things that don't happen that you wish happened, but then later you're able to look back on and say, hey, that's that, that was the right thing, Lord, and yeah. I didn't even know it. So I'm learning to get to know him and know that he cares for me, that those things are good for me. At the time I would have chafed and been frustrated, and then you learn more and more, uh, well, okay, I'm going to trust you for these things too because you actually do all things well. I mean, his word says that. We know right. that, but but right. to live in that. So I think what was really probably happening a lot of times for me was my will, my desire was a bit in competition with God's will and desire and would I submit myself to him or not. And the chafe occurred in that process of learning some of that. And I'm not there, obviously, in the sense of, well, we got this down, right? But that's a constant um, uh, uh, wrestle in our hearts. But so I was just thinking about you guys, and both of you guys are talented individuals. Um, the Lord is using you in ministry within this fellowship, of course. And, um, and there's great things that you and the fellowship could be trusting for you guys, right? Like coming down the pike. What what is that going to mean for you? How is that going to? Well, nobody has the crystal ball to gaze into it and figure this out. We're walking by faith, right? Mm -hmm. But what a what a what a what a privilege I would say as you guys get to know him more, learn to trust him more, and and that rest becoming more um, can I say characteristic of your lives? Because I know I have confidence that what he has for you guys is um, good, right? Like he does that very well. Um, so it's not like you sit here and go, well, okay, we're going to have to settle for seconds or mm -hmm. something like that. It, it's really a, I wish I would have enjoyed the journey more when I was your age than what I did. Mm. And I don't know if I can say that and help you guys yeah. enjoy that or if it's just something that, okay, you know that, but the reality is everybody's got to kind of go through their own wrestle process with that. Mm. It's probably a mix of all that kind of stuff. To That's be good. Honest. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so I think in after hearing a sermon like that or after hearing you talk, 
just now about those things, it's pretty easy to, oh yeah, you know, I can, I can yeah. mentally assent to that. Yes. From now till Saturday, I guarantee there's going to be some sort of circumstance yeah. that has a tendency to pull me right back into the, yeah. like, what am I doing? You know right, what I mean? Right, like right. the, yeah. the discouragement, the yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And I would, I would guess that I'm probably not alone in that. Probably. So maybe speak to a little bit the idea of what would you have done different uh, in your youth then to, to bring about the renewing of your mind? Because you're in the yeah. word, right? At, yeah. I mean, at yeah. this time, and you're still, is this just the kind of thing where we got to just trust the Lord to bring us through those kinds of things? Or, I mean, it, obviously there's a certain sense where thinking attitude actions, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right? The unrest means that there's wrong thinking. But I don't always recognize mm-hmm. even that the action is wrong, let alone that the thinking is wrong right. in that moment. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So what would I have done different? Um, as soon as you asked that, I started thinking in my mind, oh, this and this and this kind of thing. And then as you continued to talk about that, the more I thought, mm, you know, I don't know if I would do anything different. And I don't mean it in a, like, oh, this is all perfect. What I mean is that, um, so, so one of the things that I was going to answer was to say, well, I would definitely look for mentors. But as you were saying that, I, I, I was thinking, well, wait a minute. I had those mm-hmm. individuals yeah. in my life, and they were weighing in on some of this stuff. It mm-hmm. wasn't that I was just hanging out with some godly people. It's that they were, they were actually intentionally weighing in. I remember one of those mentors leading me to a, a, a verse. I can't remember the reference now of it, sorry. But it says, um, in the old King James, Seekest thou great things for thyself, seek them not. And... Um, I that I chafed under that just because it was like I knew it was it's the Bible right like yeah, yeah. who's going to argue with that yeah but ah like what does that look like to not seek after these things and yeah. yet it seemed to me that everybody else was and that as they were seeking after those things God was actually giving those things to them um, so I had mentors who were speaking into my life in specific pointing their fingers on things um, so that's why I thought well wait a minute I like. If a person doesn't have that kind of stuff, then I would say definitely you want to be pursuing having people who are engaging with you, not just a not just a friend who's spiritual, but someone who's willing to like speak about some of those specific things that they're seeing. But um, some of that is like we okay when we were when we were raising our kids, Ben will attest to this. We would one of the things we would say is you can learn things the easy way or the hard way, right? Remember this? Yeah. yeah and yeah. the easy way is you learn from someone else's mistakes. You see what they do and you, you let that influence you. Or the hard way is you, you learn from your own mistakes, yeah. right? The longer that I've lived, the more I've thought um, that more, more times than not, we're having to learn the hard way. I would say as a dad, I was trying to communicate that thinking that, there was much more you can learn the easy way by doing this. 
When in reality, there is an aspect of that, but I think the percentages are on the other side because it seems like that heart that's deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, right? Like who can know it? Well, God knows it. And he begins to boil that to the surface. So I'm reading a verse that says, seek thou great things, don't seek them, right? Like, well, my heart wants them. Like that's just the flesh within me. So he had to take me, I would say, through a journey where um, I began to learn, for example, like for an elder, it says, if a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good thing. Well, desire would be synonymous with seek. So how in the world can that be okay? But then the word of God say this, and I had to begin to learn there's a godly seeking after those things and a selfish seeking after those things. And I didn't always, I knew the concept difference. I didn't always know what was happening in my heart. So there were times when the Lord had to reveal that. Well, that's just selfishness is all that. You're just thinking of yourself. You're not thinking of serving me in that ministry that I have for you. You're interested in serving yourself. And that's where I think it's dicey because I I agree with everything you're saying and I appreciate what you shared, Ben. Like that line is going to be thin between is it it what I want or is it what God, especially if you're in your mid-20s and you grew up in the faith. and, And there's an element of... I, you don't want to say confidence, but maybe comfort in in spiritual life or spiritual yeah, conversations yes, or or yeah. biblical dependency, and you kind of you, you and I have talked about this. You accidentally live as if like I, I got it. Yeah, you yeah, know? sure, 100%. I got it. Yeah, yeah. And, and and but that's such a hard thing to navigate. We're we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, but we gotta continue to lean on Him and not you know give ourselves too much credit. But I think that's what we're up against. I think that's what our peer group that is serving in the church and and very involved is running up against and i think one th- one word came to mind when you were sharing tim was just patience like i can struggle with impatience in a lot of different ways and i think there's a mentality in the early 20s mm-hmm. of you know go for it you know manifest your own future and blah 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 yeah. whatever it is in, inside and outside of the church but god is very slow he's very subtle right. um i i i crave the wisdom i one day hope to have when i'm 50 i want it now and right. that's that's going to be experiential knowledge that's going to bring bring that kind of wisdom you know what i mean like we can't just summon that and it's the waiting game that is often left behind i think for the ambitious you know 26 year old just to be an example but yeah and the good thing i think i can identify with i want that now right i think a lot of people can identify with that the good thing is is the lord doesn't you know (laughs) march to our drum so he doesn't actually bring that about. Sometimes we're deceived into thinking, boy, we got it now, right? Like, <laughs> right. especially when we compare ourselves with some of our peers and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But he has a way of bringing about situations that uh, help us to see differently and humble us in all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the, one of the uh, restful things is I don't, I don't have to be um, all taken up with, okay, Lord, is this my selfish desire or is this a, des- a godly desire that you've placed in my heart? I actually can walk with the Spirit of God who will reveal that to me. Because sometimes we're like on pins and needles, like, oh, what is this? What is this? No, walk by faith, walk in the light that you have, and if it's selfish, he'll show it. Yeah. He might not show it right away. He might let that boil for a while before... Oh, my word, Lord, there it is. That was just self-centered thinking, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And it's not to drive us down, like to rub our nose in it, as much as it is to say, see, son, see how you were deceived with that? And if you rely on your own thinking, you'll continue to be deceived. But if you walk with my spirit, guess what? He's able to guide you into that, to show you. He's a revealer of these things. 
And, and because we know who we are in Christ, or if we know who we are in Christ as our foundation for living, then we're free to be able to say, well, that's right, Lord, you're, you're right. Instead of going, oh, no, 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 no. Let's hide that. Let's cover that up. Let's argue against that, whatever. Hmm. No, there's an agreement. You're right, Lord. That is the way you knew it all along, right? So transform me. Do that work that you say needs to be done. And, um, and again, ultimately, he gets glory for that, right? Like That becomes mm-hmm. him. But that also helps me, as I mature in that, to begin to rest in what he's doing rather than, well, I got this and I can do that and there's my plan and whatever the case is that mm-hmm. our hearts think we got to have. That's good. Right. I appreciate the whole God's useful life thing as it pertains to being a part of the local body and all I mean by that specifically is there are a bunch of Christians in my life right now that can help with the straight and narrow a little bit yeah. that have an outside in look or they know the questions to ask and and I'll I'll have moments in my flesh where I'm like okay if I if I go past this person they're going to ask about this I don't want them to ask about that or yeah, you, you yeah, have yeah, these yeah, little right, moments right, where you're like right. uh uh-uh, uh yeah. I'm taking the other hallway yes. this time yeah but that's how that's where the spirit is they're a temple there's a bunch of temples to the holy spirit in each other's lives and so god works in that way and yeah. he, and he does place people in our life to help us avoid the whole daunting task it is to realize yes Yes, all you need is Christ. That is 100% true, but it's not true that, that that's all he has for you, is the Son at, at the right hand of the Father God. Yes, that's where he is, but the Spirit is alive and well and working, and that's something that Jesus has ordained, that God has ordained. And yeah. so all we need is Jesus, but he has ways in which we can learn more about that Jesus, and it's, it's by doing what we do. It's by experiencing the Spirit of God in people who are new creations that can very practically just point us to scripture. It's not a right. spiritual confession. It's not, you know, it's not a booth I have to hop into when it's bad enough, but it's just a, hey, how are you? All the way yeah. down to here, if you truly want to know how I'm doing, yeah. here, you know, here's what it is. Our friendship sparked pretty quickly when we realized we were kind of on the same, I don't know, wavelength of that, or like we, we skipped past, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, here's where I'm at. Like you just yeah. walk into my office and say, here's where I'm at. And where he was at wasn't, I'm a little cold. It was some yeah. theological thing. Yeah. And so we're going to my whiteboard, and we're just kind of stewing over it together. I'm not saying that's the standard for everybody, but right. it helped. Right. It, hel- it helped. It was very fun. fun. Helped, helped me and him get on a wavelength. Yeah. We're like, okay, yeah. oh, wow. The, yeah. the Lord's stirring something here, and I'm not alone in that. That's really cool to experience. Well, I label that as that's level four communication in relationship, right? Like it's not surface stuff. It's mm-hmm. actually going down deep into things, heart, heart issues, what really matters in our life. Yeah. And, um, that's all that's part good. of a discipleship relationship too. If, if in discipleship, yeah. we can get down into a level four of that communication, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, that's where some significant growth is going to occur because we're kind of stripping away mm-hmm. or letting go of some of the facade. Hey, here's where I am. Right? Like, it's not, this is how I'm wanting you to see me. I'm actually telling you, this is where I'm at. Yeah. And that might look ugly, right? Mm-hmm. So is that person I'm going to say that to going to handle that well, or are they right. going to turn it on me? And if I know, if I trust that they're going to handle it well, I mean, I'm free to say that. And the, again, the Lord just used that iron sharpening iron kind of thing. to. Well, and this, this is just the example because we're both happen to be sitting here but we very rarely would those kinds of conversations end with some sort of righteous high five we figured it out we always kind of arrived at i wonder what morrison would think of this yeah or i wonder what 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 mark would think of this yeah 
Especially if we didn't agree. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if we didn't agree or we didn't know. Like we would yeah. talk ourselves yeah, into yeah. a, wait, what? You know, and then yeah. it. What, my point in saying that is it wasn't just a peer-to-peer led, a couple of 20, whatever, four-year-olds at the time, you know, discipling each other and whatever they happen to be thinking. But there are people around us that can that can give us agedly wisdom and, and speak towards that. And they've yeah. wrestled with those questions as well. I've been in a peer-to-peer ministry before in college. It was exclusively peer-to-peer. And there was that missing discipleship yeah. Uh, yeah. From, from somebody older and wiser, somebody to say, what are you all doing? Yeah. And if we don't have that, then it's, it, can, it can run amok. But man, yeah. it just paints such a, a vivid picture of the church as, as almost this grid of sorts. There's so many people yeah. ahead of me and behind me, and beside me, which is often the most encouraging one right away. Mm. But you don't want to just keep looking left and right. right. How can we all help in that? Uh, I tell you what's encouraging in some of that for me, though, is like I'm thinking of this example of how the Lord dealt with Peter when he, you know, jumps off the boat, and then they're having this exchange. Do you love me? Mm. I love you this way, but not the way you're asking it, you know? As you were talking about that, I got to thinking, like, man, I don't know how this sounds. This sounds maybe almost sacrilegious, but I, I don't know how often I think of Jesus in that context as a discipler. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? As an active yeah. discipler in our yeah. lives. But you look at what he did with Peter, even in just that small, like, this is how you're going to die, <laughs> which yeah. I was super confused about <laughs> growing up. Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. You yeah. Know, but you begin to understand some of that stuff, yeah. and it's like, oh, he's telling him, look, man, you you denied me, and you're ashamed of that. Guess what? This is going to be, you're a champion by the time right. you go out. Yeah. There's something about that that has really helped, I think, in settling my heart to understand that yeah. the Lord is after each of us in the way that he was after Peter. Right. And we can bank on that. Yeah. Along, like, you know, a lot of times that's in the context of the body. But we also got the spirit who's, who's, that's his mission, you know, Mm -hmm. is to disciple us into those things. And even as you say that, like, so, so we're talking about, you know, these different individuals as uh, character studies that we can learn from and that kind of stuff. And of course, Peter is one of them. What I didn't mention is that um, in all the ups and downs of Peter's life, we're going to see him through this book of Acts, we're going to see him be a primary individual and then fade off the scene, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So here's a guy who denies the Lord and wants to quit. In fact, (laughs) did quit, really. Mm -hmm. Lord brings him back inch by inch, actually predicts for him exactly what you said. You're going to go from a denial to willing to die for me. Remember, he was willing to die for him, or he said he was, in the garden. It said vehemently, right? Like, he, no way will I do this kind of stuff. I'm ready to die for you, Lord. Oh, really? No, you aren't. But he, God had to help him see his heart in that, right? God knew his heart, but Peter didn't know his own heart. God had to show him that. So he brings him all the way to what you're saying. So that in and of itself is a... Um, a discipleship process, a maturing process, a growth process that you look at that and say, wow, Lord, you have done a tremendous work in this guy's life from here to here, right? But if you look at it from the standpoint of, well, what did God accomplish in his life? You have to look at something and say, at some point, he 
he reduced his visibility and brought Paul in. You know, mm. so from a human perspective, it's like, no, 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 no. We need to right. be at the top of the heap and we need to get there and we need to stay there. And we need to beat everybody down who's going to try to get to the top of the heap so I can stay up there instead right. of, you know, sometimes the Lord raises us up and That's sometimes good. he moves us out of that. And it wasn't like it was detrimental or, or a slap for, for Peter. It was actually part of God's overall plan. And yet he's so gracious to Peter. And so it's true. You want to use that term champion at the end of his life. Here he is expressing, I'm ready to go. In fact, the Lord's shown me what's going to happen and I'm ready to go. So I'm writing this letter to you guys to tell you a few things because I'm out of here in just a little while. That's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. So much so that it now drifts down through the centuries to us and we're reading that kind of stuff and the Lord is still using the testimony of a guy to speak into the hearts of us. And we get to read these accounts and, and fly through Scripture as fast as we'd like and we'd think, huh, that was pretty quick, yeah. what he did with Peter. It's yeah. pretty quick. Yeah. Not for Peter it wasn't. Peter's like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, right? Right. There's an element yeah. of like, what in the world's going on? And I think yeah. it's it's a humbling process. I think you learn a lot in, in the you know the whole worship while you wait yeah. kind of thing and get to know yeah. this Jesus relationally more. There are a lot of passages where you can leave with the wrong idea if if you haven't learned some of those lessons. Like Psalm 37, 4 comes to mind. Delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Sweet. Yeah, I'll right. get whatever I want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just got to eh, eh, delight myself in the Lord every once in a while. Like, no, yeah. like... If you truly read it in order, if you delight right. yourself in the Lord, your heart's going to align with His desires. That's what it's saying. And we just, the, the whole biblical efficacy here of, of approaching these passages and, and having a personal example, we have it. Every, everyone can be encouraged by Peter's story and right. what Jesus has done with him. You don't need to wait until you have some sort of spiritual awakening to say, God can use me. You don't have to wait for a dream or a, a chill in the wind or some sort of magical experience to say, okay, Lord, like maybe there's something going on in my life. Like he's been doing it. He's been working with people that he pulled out of nowhere. Yeah, because what if you're a Matthias? What if you're a no-namer? Right. What if you stay a no-namer for the rest of your life? <laughs> yeah. Like for some of us, that's that's a real struggle that we wrestle with. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is Matthias wasn't a no-namer as far as God was concerned, Right. And the question is, is where's my value? Do I value you guys knowing my name or he knows my name? And if I would have been asked that at your age, I would have said, well, that he knows my name. But in my heart, it would have really been my actions yeah. tell me that I want everybody else to know my name. Yeah. Right. Totally different. So, again, he so the time frame you're talking about with Peter is probably a 30 to 35 year time frame. Now that doesn't mean God wasn't using him during all that, nor that, I mean, he obviously was growing, but, but from, if you want to say start to finish from, from the, from the ascension to when Peter's writing that we're talking about a 30, 35 year process. Mm -hmm. And you see that with um, both uh, uh, characters within the scripture. And you see that throughout history, mm -hmm. You read certain biographies or autobiographies of individuals, and you see this, this time frame where God is, quote, preparing the servant, right? Like, and it's not a, well, you're prepared, now go. It's, it's a process of preparing all down through life. But there's some significant things that he tends to want to do in our lives as he's moving us into those yeah. spheres of ministry that he has for us. Hmm. Hmm. It's hard to trust him for it, though. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to wrestle with my own desires and, um, and lay them at his feet and say, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll hang on to these with a very loose hand and let you determine whether those desires come to fruition or not. Hmm. It's hard to remember it. I yeah. think like I'm constantly yeah. thinking of this, you know, be transformed yeah. by the renewing of your mind idea Yeah, and thinking I'll go away from this conversation and I'll mull on it for the rest of the day, probably yeah. in terms of, okay, here's, here's my own heart struggle with some of these things. Here's application in terms of resting in the Lord and waiting on him. I guarantee by tomorrow I'll have other things on my mind that then yep. Yeah. This very stuff is going to be yeah. back on the chopping block, yeah. you know. And is that okay? I think it is. I think I'm arriving at that's okay. Uh, yes. The Lord's the Lord's more than capable of continuing to draw our hearts and back. And there's some inevitability to that, especially for sure. you and I and how sure. old we are and what right. we, you know, hope to accomplish right. and this, that, and the other. Yeah, but I it's, think there's there's almost like uh, cultural pressure within mm-hmm. the 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 circle of christianity if you want to put it that way that like you know i mean you you started teaching at um at the training center up in durham at what 26 yeah yeah carrie started pastoring at 26 correct Mm -hmm. yeah so there's there's a certain degree of like you look at these guys who are now um (laughs) by our standards we would hold them in Mm -hmm. high regard don't tell Carrie I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he won't watch this. It'd <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> be a good test. Yeah. 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 But but um you know, so so there's this I think automatic assumption then that we have to arrive at something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In order to be, you know, either used by the Lord or renowned by you know, whoever we're trying to get renowned by mm-hmm. in some ways, mm-hmm. which is really a super taboo thing to say within the Christian circle. But I right. think I think a lot of people are lying if they say that that's right. not well, a and struggle you, for their heart. You use Tim and Mark as examples, and if you ask them then, they were probably sorting through the what you've alluded to, the mid-20s and the desires, but they probably didn't say, well, I hope 30 years from now there's two 26-year-olds on a podcast telling me how great I am. Like, <laughs> no. Like, that was... Yeah. We don't need to We're again. Not. It's the it's the sin of comparison, right? Like the moment, the moment we compare, it's it's either jealousy or pride. Like you're you're gonna find a ditch to sit in, right? But we don't have to start the way anybody else starts, as far as you measure it. You know, whatever. Oh, you started preaching then. Like, no, we are all participating in God's plan, and He's gonna work in such a unique and exciting way, based on how He's made our heart, our, our personality. The opportunities he's given us to pour into people at you know different times you and i don't see each other as much as we used to when we were doing the internship like we're in very different circles i'm with kids a lot and the lord's using all these people mm. and just painting that picture of like okay like for this season of life i'm a hand and bends a foot if you do if you right. play twister if you play twister maybe we'll see each other in the hallway yeah. but yeah. other than that like the lord yeah. is busy and he's working and i think to hear this on a Sunday morning and go through the book of Acts, but then raise the value of, I don't want to wait another week before I, I think about this kind of thing. Or yeah. I certainly don't want to wait another week until I notice it being truth. Yeah. And, and and that's exciting to me. Well, again, Peter himself says, hey, I want to stir you up by way of remembrance to these things, even right. though you already know them. He knew that Amen. these truths had already been presented, but exactly what you're talking about, there's a necessity for this. Yeah obviously under inspiration of the Spirit of God. Therefore, the Spirit of God also knows those very same things, right? 
So the sooner we get to that place where we're at rest with having to be reminded yeah. instead of that being a problem to us, and, nor is it a thing where we just, um, well, I'm just never going to remember this. So it, like it's kind of fatalistic. Hmm. Neither of those are right. It's Lord, teach my heart, solidify this hmm. stuff in my life. But when I need to be reminded of that, I know you're faithful. And when you do remind me, I don't want to be in a position that kind of, oh, man, I'm so bad over this because I have to be. It's almost like we know this in our head is not true, but we do this in that we think if we can remember these things, we can do these things. And now, in essence, we don't need God. We would never say that. But that's ultimately seems to me like what we're pursuing. If I can just get this down, if I could just remember this. No, you can't. (laughs) And that's the spirit of God. So as you mature, he begins, you're in that moment. And he says, hey, son, remember the last time? Oh, thank you, Lord. That's right. I want to make a choice that's different than the last time, right? Or after the fact, oh, I did it again, Lord. Yeah, that's right. Because it's part of the process that I'm teaching you through. Now I embrace that rather than I hate this process. No, yeah. it's actually what's needed and it's going to bring glory to God for all that. I was also going to say, I remember again being in you guys' shoes and listening to individuals and thinking, if I could only remem- remember half of what he's forgotten oh, my word. kind of stuff, uh-huh. right? Like, yeah. like quality yeah. men that you just thought the world about. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I've lived life long enough to have this kind of statement made. And the reality of that, I think it's the reality of it, and not just my perspective, is that um, what, I'm not trying to diminish what you're saying, but the appearance of that towards someone like myself, while it's commendable and encouraging and that kind of thing, the reality is, is that I'm no different than I was when I was your age, right? Like I still struggle with the same pride. I still struggle with the same things of wanting to make a name for myself and all of that. Like none of that has changed. So maybe what is happening is that the Lord is revealing more of that to me and I'm starting to more characteristically respond rightly to that. But it doesn't put me in another tier, another level, right? It, it, because you, you, and those guys, I remember back then talking to those guys and they were saying some of the same kind of stuff. They were talking about um, just the realities of what God is doing in their lives. And sometimes they would even tell me, they would say, you know what, Tim, as you get older, it actually gets worse. Hmm. And I'm thinking that can't be <laughs> like, how in the world can that be? Well, what they mean by that or meant by that was you're seeing more and more and more of your flesh. It's not like it's getting better. Interesting. You're yeah. seeing a lot more. And the the grace of God, though, is covering that in the sense of, oh, wow, Lord, that's that's more ugly. I thought I had it bad back then. But that wretchedness that I had back then, I I wasn't even seeing half of it that I'm beginning to see now. And, and, um, so again, it's just, I appreciate the perspective, but at the same time, it's still, it's still the Lord and he Mm -hmm. has to be the one who gets glory for that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think sometimes men who are my age or around that, if they hear those kinds of things, it's easy to accept it in the sense of, Oh, that's mine. Like, Oh Yeah. Now I've finally arrived. And you read some of these um, authors who are well-known. Some of those guys will talk about that in honesty and just say, hey, here's the subtlety of that pride too, right? Just 
It's amazing how the heart grabs Same onto anything it can context. be full yeah, of itself yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. Yeah. Gentlemen, thanks for being here. Man. Thanks for being a part of it. That's a 30-minute yeah, podcast through. right there, boys. Wow. No other way around it. As a reminder to our viewers and listeners, you can find us all over the place on your favorite podcast platform. Just type in Sermon Spotlight and we pop right up. The fact of the matter, everybody's at sermons and I'm meant to take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love, God bless.